everyone, it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will talk about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education, and so much more with our very informed guests. So thank you for joining us. In today's podcast, we are going to be discussing a topic that gets asked a lot, and that is first aid, specifically first aid to deal with motorcycle riders. And to help us with this topic is our dear friend from Head On First Aid, Adam Calver. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? It is, we're having a day. It's good. I'm happy that you're here because you are, you created Head On First Aid a few years ago. Can you give us a little background as to your ability to teach and certify people in first aid and how head-on first aid came about. Yeah, so it, uh, it was kind of interesting. I was out on a ride a few years ago in BC with a group, a uh, group of friends and colleagues, uh, I guess part of my community now. And uh, there's a few incidents in a few days over a course of uh, about five, five days really for the, the whole ride. And uh, so... It got me kind of thinking. I was talking to a couple people within the group uh, after the instance. They were, fortunately, they were uh, nurses, doctors, that kind of thing. And uh, myself, even working in fire and EMS for a little while, I uh, got thinking, is there anything for motorcyclists? And uh, and really, there wasn't. Like, there's, uh, you know, there's someone down east, a uh, couple people down east, and nothing really in Western Canada. So I... I got on that. I think that was about two years ago. I've had the business about five years teaching first aid, the regular courses. But uh, then I kind of put that, uh, blended the two together, uh, rinse the first aid standard, and then added uh, bike-specific components. So it uh, kind of came from there. And then uh, just recently introduced first aid kits as well. So. Excellent. And you and I met, I think it was three or four years ago at the motorcycle show in Calgary when you came over to our booth to have a conversation. Do I have my timing right on that? Yeah, I kind of didn't really know what AMSS was, and uh, we ran into each other kind of before the show. We we chatted, hey, we should meet at the show. I was working with another uh, group and wandered over and we I think we kind of kicked it off right away it was something that was I think kind of missing within the group since you started AMSS and and it uh yeah it was great ever since then became a corporate member and uh yeah sky's the limit I guess so it it is and it's a partnership that as you said like it it was definitely a hole we were missing for like specified first aid training um, that that definitely helped elevate both what where we can direct people because now we had an answer and then help you grow your business because Ooh. now there was an avenue and a path for people to get in there. So what kind of courses does Head On First Aid offer and how long do they take? Yeah, so right now I have the regular courses. You can take, I'm a heart and stroke uh, certified instructor. So I do standard first aid and emergency first aid. Uh, the only difference really there is some added components for standard. And then uh, with the uh, bike first aid course or first aid for bikers, you'll actually get your uh, emergency first aid. You'll be certified fully through heart and stroke for three years for that. So um, they range... Uh, Kind of uh, the the first aid for bikers is 150, but a lot of the uh, 
you can actually get a discount through AMSS as a member. And uh, also through recently I added for kits and courses through uh, some training schools. And a lot of them are uh, affiliated with AMSS as corporate members. And so supporting people uh, riding, really starting to ride or even uh, veterans that want to brush up on some skills that haven't taken a course for however many years or whatever. So. And you were certified through the Heart and Stroke Foundation to be able yeah. to teach people. So when they complete their courses, they actually get that full certification. Why is that important? Yeah, so it's important, uh, I think, uh, kind of the legal side. It's not not quite like the states where obviously everybody's seeing each other, but uh, it uh, protects you for any liabilities. So there's a couple things, Good Samaritan Law, um, or sorry, Good Samaritan Act or Emergency First Aid Act are two similar, they kind of word it differently, but uh, similar things that protect the rider from any liabilities, damages, injuries, or deaths of an injured person. So if you come up on a scene or if you're just, uh, you know, out in a park somewhere and you end up using your first aid, uh, you can be protected. In, and there hasn't been any known cases that I know of that people have gotten in trouble or gone to the courts as long as you do your due diligence and what's in your scope of practice, it's not like the uh, the shows or the movies where you do all these crazy things, right? So um, as long as you do everything that you learn within the course, and then uh, you would be protected and covered. So. so people who, you know, like I am not, I used to be first aid trained and I'm currently, yep. I'm not first aid trained. Yep. Common sense will get you so far, but it doesn't necessarily protect you if things go wrong because I'm not certified. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's it's really easy. Like the courses uh, take a, a day or two. Uh, the first aid for bikers is we kind of power through a bunch of things in one day and we add this, uh, specific components like uh, if and when you have to take off a helmet, that's always a contested thing with uh, emergency personnel and, and even riders. But uh, and then specific injuries, that kind of thing as well for bikers. We go through that head-to-toe exam with gear on, which is always difficult with padding and uh, different materials, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. So yeah, it's, the, the removal of the helmet is a big one because, especially when it comes to motorcycle riders, uh, if you don't have that proper back protection, spinal injuries could be there that you're unaware of. And removing that helmet could increase that spinal injury in a way that, Maybe it wouldn't have if you were fully trained on how to remove that helmet. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, if you're uh, unsure, unaware, it's uh, definitely definitely a great idea just to leave it on. And stabilize. Uh, and stabilize, yeah, absolutely. So uh, through the course, we actually go through a couple different slides and step-by-step uh, step and if and when. One of the only reasons you would is if you're obviously you're doing your class at your ABCs. If your airway is uh, compromised or there's uh, some sort of wound that's, uh, um, and then we add in D as well, a deadly bleed, that kind of thing too. So, um, and then through, like I said before, the head to toe exam, we go, kind of go head to toe, like it says. And then uh, we we can also look on the helmet too now. Uh, AMSS is obviously has the NBCs, which is a great, uh, great component, and you can get all the information. Uh, I remember back in the day when it first started, there was ice on your phone, but sometimes they're locked and that kind of thing. So it's a quick, quick uh, kind of grab and go on the left side of the helmet, as instructed, obviously, by um, police and EMS, that kind of thing. So, 
Yeah, and there's there's something to be said about the old-fashioned pen and paper, as you yep. said, like ice on your phone, or or sometimes people have things stuffed in their pockets. And yep. if it comes down to allergies or, or emergency contact information or anything like that, you don't want to have to have people searching for your phone 500, down the yard, 500 mm -hmm. yards down the road on your bike or smashed so you can't see anything anyway, or searching through your pockets where you can just have this little tag on the side of your helmet that rips open and it's yep. all there. Yeah, and, and all the kits uh, I, I started making, the small and the large, come. Uh, I actually just added the MDC now, so you can choose uh, whichever whichever color, whichever yeah. you fancy for your for your helmet. So. And they're available both on our website and your website directs yep. us to that. But let's get into the kits because that okay. was a really cool thing that mm -hmm. you started up. So there's a small kit and a large kit. Yep. And they are, for people who haven't seen them yet, these are the coolest kits you'll ever get because they are made for motorcycle riders. So it doesn't mean what's in it is motorcycle rider specific. It's the packaging on it. Yeah. And so let's get into kind of that first, and then we can kind of go through some of the things that are in it. Yeah, so uh, what I've done is, uh, it was actually an idea, again, one of a uh, fellow rider, we were, we were going for a, a long ride, and I said, oh, what, what is that there? And it was actually one of these little mole bags. Um, so the mole bag is like the classic kind of military. You can attach it to other, you know, they have kind of systems you can attach to different uh, backpacks and bags and that kind of thing. And I said, yeah, I actually built that. And uh, it's on the side of my, uh, my panniers or my bags on the, on the bike so I can grab it quickly. Uh, so I was like, oh, that's, that's an awesome idea. And then so that didn't really... Um, Kind of like the first aid for bikers course it didn't really evolve until uh, a year or so down the road and then i think i launched them probably the last within the last year or so and uh yeah they're starting to really take off i i think they're a great little package you can uh again quick grab you can put them in your bags panniers um, on the side of your bike whatever you can they have these little kind of clips or or uh, latches or buttons or whatever you call them and um, so I've, I've actually built and I've, I've ran it past uh, some people within my group again that are um, certified or, or nurses, doctors, that kind of thing. And they're actually quite impressed. I, uh, I'm going to be doing another uh, a video with a gentleman that's doing a, a bike trip actually down to Argentina. And he's like, oh, these are, I showed him the other day, I gave him a large and a, a small. And he says, these are fantastic. There's only one group in the, in the States that, it's very similar to so um, excellent so it's actually uh evolving quite nicely the, the only thing i would uh, look look at down the road is having some sort of tab or or a little indicator that would show like the specific items in the kit but uh but uh, you do know. include a list in there so if you yeah. do end up having to use things people know how to replace like they don't have to remember what they used yeah, you just I, have I, to have the list. I include that in uh, every uh, kit, just a uh, kind, of, and it, and it evolved from me obviously making the list from ordering it. I I get most of the components from my local uh, first aid supplier too, so um, they can go through there and see exactly what they have. It's pretty much identical to to what you order the um, specific components, and uh, if they ever need to add some more items or um, I just added the tourniquet as well. That's always another thing that comes up. And at the end of the day, it's the, the tourniquet. And I had also recently 
uh, splint. Someone would like to have a splint, but but the tourniquet and the splint I added. The splint obviously is a little bit too bulky to get mm-hmm. in those little kits sometimes, and the tourniquet really it was driving up the value or the cost of the kit. So it. Um, but at the end of the day, it is it is an add-on on my site too now, so you can just grab one of those little tourniquets and throw it in there. Or you can always add to it. I had a I had a doctor and he was funny. He uh, he said, oh, they have like OPAs and all these things in there, and I said, no, like I I won't give that to, to the general public. What's an OPA? Uh, just for your uh, um, for your bag valve masks, that kind of thing. It's a, okay that they put down the throat or the nose. Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah, no, we don't, well, yeah. we don't give that to the general. No, it'll be the classic, <laughs> like, the pen and the throat thing, like the TV shows, right? So yes, yes. <laughs> no, exactly. So those kids, again, um, like, we trade off on everything because, you know, we're all partnered together. Is they're, they're available on your website, and they're also available on a link through our website as yeah, well exactly. on, so, on the safety. So, so like you said, the MDCs, I had, I do have a link through my site, but it, uh, it goes directly back to you. Yeah, and same with us to you with your kits. We don't sell them, you do, but we are proud to link them right back to you for all your courses and your kits. Yep. So last week we were, on our episode last week, we were speaking with the RCMP about how to contain a collision scene um so we didn't get into any of the first aid stuff so when you come up onto a collision scene and you get everything contained and stuff like that how do you care for an injured motorcyclist on the scene take us from where first aid begins yeah so it's uh really kind of a a list or a uh i'll kind of go through it here so what what would you do when you come up to a motorcyclist first on scene so the big thing is emergency scene management. Um, when you're talking to the RCMP, they would say, obviously, you set up a perimeter. Uh, you want to think about uh, traffic as well. That, that a lot of people don't think about. Uh, I know in Calgary or in Alberta, Canada, people are very tunnel vision, so they always want to help that person, but they, they don't think about their own safety sometimes. So set up a perimeter, make sure the scene's safe, obviously, or yourself, any, any bystanders. Bystanders are great if they are fellow riders, if they know what happened or saw what happened. Um, do, at the end of the day, take charge of yourself and the scene. So a lot of people, depending how they are around scene, they may be uh, cool and calm, but uh, some people may be frantic or freaking out, right? So just take charge of yourself. Uh, always protect the scene yourself. Uh, do you have a first aid kit or is there people trained within the group and set up, uh, you know, give some people some roles and responsibilities. If you do have a group, um, send someone for traffic, set up uh, whoever's kind of in control of the scene. Make sure you call 911 or send someone to call 911 if you're out of range. Another uh, good thing to have too is, uh, which I recently got was a, uh, a Garmin inReach or a spot, that kind of thing. If you're at a range, you can always hit that. If you're doing the off-road rides or adventuring kind of out of cell phone service, uh, they're great little devices. So, and some of them are great too. You, you can just get like a plan monthly, like a spreadsheet plan. Um, and something to consider as well that uh, people don't think about is even before your road rides set up, uh, you know, I know some of the rides are really good. They have road captains, that kind of thing, first aiders, people that sweep, that kind of thing. But uh, and no, if if you 
can figure out people's medical conditions or um, I had a nurse uh, a little while ago the awkward questions too, you know, at the end of the day, if people are donors, that kind of thing, or if they want to, you know, talk about their medical conditions. So you are aware of something um, on your road ride. So, but going back to the, uh, sorry, going back to the scene management. So you would set up a perimeter, make sure scene's safe, call 911, uh, check the, or look at the mechanism of injury, what actually happened, right? So bystanders will help you out there. And uh, ID yourself, get consent, that's a big one. Say, hey, I'm Adam, I know first aid can help you out. And um, and then check for any other hazards. When we, do you want me to go down into the head toe exam, kind of that kind of thing? Yeah, we can, we can take a look at that real quick for sure. It's okay, interesting so. because people need to know what they're getting into if they want to get first aid training. This yeah. is what you're going to have to do if you're prepared to do it. Yeah, so like it's uh, at the end of the day, uh, like I was saying before, you are protected if you are certified first aid. Um, but the big thing is to stay committed to it. Uh, the one thing you can actually, if you're like, oh, this, you know, this sucks, or I don't want to do this, and that's that can be abandonment. So once you start caring for the person, doing first aid, you continue until uh, someone takes over, police, fire, EMS, whoever takes over, higher uh, or more certified than you. So you start your head to toe exam. Obviously uh, you start at the helmet, look for maybe an MDC. If they're obviously awake and aware of what's going on, get consent. Uh, Then you would do your classic, your ABCs and D added. So your airway breathing circulation, make sure that's all good. If you have taken a course, uh, I say one of the higher courses, but standard first aid where you can actually take a pulse, check for pulse. Um, and if they are unconscious, obviously, you might have to start CPR. Um, if not, you can start with the head, uh, move down, look in the eyes, ears, nose, look for any fluids, you know, that classic uh, clear fluid, the cerebrospinal fluid. Maybe they got digging head injury or some sort of back or spine injury. And then you just move down the, down the body. Just uh, And the big thing is uh, in your first aid kit or what, the big, uh, your PPE, obviously, you're going to have, right? So your personal protective equipment, you're going to have your your glasses, hopefully not a, a big, I don't know, if you want a big... Face shield. Face shield and gown, that'd be kind of weird, but... Uh, well, that's what that. EMS has to do right now <laughs> with COVID protocols, but... Yeah, in so... World. <laughs> in, the, in the normal world, yeah, so... Uh, so you work down the body, right? You do the chest, abdomen, pelvis. Pelvis is a big one. There could be some deadly bleeds in there. So, um, again, you're going to kind of feel down there. Obviously, get consent. Make sure you let the person know what you're doing. Move down the uh, the legs. Move back up to the arms. Always check for medical alert braces. Some people have tattoos on their wrists as well now that can give you some good information. And always check the back as well. People always miss the back. There could be a, some sort of uh, injury or, or bleed or whatever on the back. So Now, should you roll them to check their back if you feel there's spinal injuries? No. So uh, you can do that. You can kind of get the hollows or the, you know. Right. So without the rolling them over, just kind of yeah. check your fingers underneath. And that goes for gear as well, right? We were talking about gear earlier earlier on the motorcyclist. If you can get the gear off safely, do that. If not, just leave it on and look, check in the, uh, the hollows of the, um, all the gear, check around the armor. And if you can get it off, obviously get permission. 
So you're always checking your gloves, working down the body, checking for any blood and injuries, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Well, hopefully we will encourage some people to check out Head On First Aid and maybe sign up to get a course. I know there's a lot of people at bike shows prior to us meeting that would come over and actually ask us that question. So when we finally met, it was like the best moment in my life since we started AMSS because to have that trusted avenue to put people into has been great. All of the information is all on your website, which is headonfirstaid.com, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, or they can reach out to you at contact at headonfirstaid.com. Dot com is the important part. Um, But is there anything else that you would like to say about the first aid topic before we take off here? Yeah, no, at the end of the day, um, I I started the company. uh, It was just to have you obviously to teach first aid, but then it evolved into uh, as I, as I started to be uh, become a rider and motorcyclist myself, it, uh, at the end of the day, it's just to get more people, um, another tool in the toolbox, essentially, right, to help out people on two wheels. So, um, yeah, take a course, uh, whether it's mine or wherever, like, you know, take a course, get certified, and uh, hopefully you can help people on two wheels with, your, uh, with yourself. I always have the slogan, uh, save yourself, save a buddy. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Adam, I want to thank you so much for not just for joining us on the show today, but for your partnership with AMSS and your continuing involvement with what we're doing. And uh, and we're proud to promote you as our biggest uh, motorcycle first aid provider um, in the province of Alberta. So thank you for your time and all the great information today. To make sure that you don't miss any of our upcoming podcasts or listen to previous ones, make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast ear candy from. If there is a topic you would like us to cover or a guest that you think would be great on the show, let us know. How? Well, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where you will get more information on motorcycle safety and awareness, or reach out to us through our website at www.ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike. See you on the road.